0: Hey, this is Justin Sinceri, a licensed marriage and family therapist and your fellow polyvagal nerd. I wanted to respond to a couple of questions that I got in response to listening when we don't agree. I got a nice little response from this. I'm glad people of all walks of life were able to listen to that and get something out of it. But there was a couple of questions that had a similar theme that I wanted to address. So the first question is, what is the best response to someone who is in sympathetic, and accusing you of being something negative because you are not agreeing with them as you hold two concepts at the same time. That something negative part can probably look a lot of different ways. It might just be simple name calling. It might be being accused of being racist or sexist or something along those lines. So they fill in the blank there, right? So what's the best response to give to someone who is in sympathetic and accusing you of being fill in the blank? Because you are not agreeing with them as you hold two concepts at the same time. So if someone can hold two different viewpoints at the same time and they're being called names, how do you respond to that? And my first thought would be, why would that dignify a response at all? If someone's name calling, it's not a conversation. And yes, that includes being called racist or accusing someone of being racist. Now, there are actually racist people out there. Yeah, we we know. And they might deserve that label, but not everyone does. Not everyone you disagree with deserves that label, right? Or to be called fill in the blank, whatever it is. It might not dignify a response. and In my opinion, I don't think it does. We might want to respond, and I'll get into that in a second. But really, they're not looking to communicate with you. This is not about communication. This is not about a back and forth shared experience. This is not out of curiosity. In this, in the question, she says uh, someone who's insympathetic, no, and no matter what state they're in, no matter what the energy is or how much, if you're name calling, it's no longer a conversation. And this applies, I think, probably anywhere in life, not just to this like online stuff, but to well, you know, real life conversations as well, or what we put up with friends and how they talk to us, or spouses. Like, if you're name calling, this is no longer a conversation. That's a pretty clear line, I hope. So this person, if they're name-calling, they're not communicating with you. They're acting on, well, whatever they're feeling inside, and they're villainizing you. They're labeling you with something that means something to them. So calling you that name has a meaning to them. They slap it on you. They, They label you with that name, and now they can feel as if their behaviors are justified. Because if you are that thing, if you are that sexist, or if you are that that racist person, or if you are that fill in the blank, then whatever they do in response to you, who must be pure evil, who must be this horrible person, whatever they say in response to you, it's justified. So name calling and labeling you with that, with whatever the word is, It's about them. It's not about you. So does that dignify a response? Do you have to respond to them when it's clearly or maybe not about you? And it might be about them. And, you know, no, you don't have to. I think in a lot of these situations, if name calling is involved, like, you're above that. I hope you're above that. I hope I'm above that, too, because (laughs) Um, I've I've responded to a couple of things. Mercedes and I talked about it on the podcast a while back and about um, me interrupting her and me being misogynist. And we made an episode around like talking about that. And we actually did another episode around that. And I lost her half the audio, which sucks because it was a really good conversation. But thinking back on it, it's like, did we have to do that? No, we didn't. Um, It was more for us. I think just to kind of like clear the air and let people know where we're at and stuff. Did we have to? No. So, name-calling, I mean, that's about them. It's not about you. I hope I hope it's not about you. <laughs> Some people might deserve those labels. I hope it's not you. So, you might want to respond, and we have to recognize, and me too, that if we come from a place of defensiveness or sympathetic flight-fight activity or rage or panic or shutdown, If we respond from one of these states, it's probably not going to be our best response. And I'm learning that. I'm learning to hold my tongue. Maybe completely when it comes to some messages I get. And maybe to hold it until, you know, I, I do have something to contribute and then I'll say something. Or I do have a response that I could feel proud of and put it out there. So you might want to respond, but just slow down slow down until you know it comes from your genuine compassion and love for your fellow human beings. And if you don't have it, then it might not be the best time to respond. So, put I would really recommend putting that out there in the forefront. And now look, if you do want to respond, if you absolutely must respond, what's something you can do? You can don't get defensive. Don't start saying, "Well, I'm not this and I'm not that," even though it might be true because now it's an argument now it's if, if they claim that you're a thing and you say i'm not that thing now you're in an argument now it's a back and forth thing and now you have agreed to the terms <laughs> of the argument and game on right but at the same time if you want to stick up for yourself and say like no that's not me and how about it you know what i mean if it comes from like i love myself and i'm not putting up with the way you're talking to me I can get behind that. But beyond that, if you must respond, one thing you can do is ask for evidence. Come from curiosity, like genuine, like I really want to know how you came to this conclusion that I am whatever it is. Like what's your evidence for this claim? Because they're making a claim about reality. Well, it's either a claim about reality, about how the world is, how you are in the world, or they're making a claim about their own subjective viewpoint of you. And, you know, if someone has a dumb, subjective viewpoint of you, then they're allowed to be wrong, right? But if they are making a claim about how reality is, you can say, okay, well, I'm curious about your claim about the real world and how I fit into it. What's the evidence you have to back up this claim? Now, are they going to, like, stop and think about it? Probably not. It's not really going to go anywhere on there, and it's probably not going to go anywhere. But it doesn't exactly contribute to a fight when you ask someone for evidence you're not exactly agreeing to the terms you're you're sort of on your own terms and you're saying i hear you here's how i'm going to respond here's what i'm bringing to the table which is what's your evidence so that could be an avenue if you absolutely must respond the other avenue could be no that's you're just you're wrong and i'm not okay with that you know and i think that that kind of message can really go well or can be applicable to many aspects of life. But, you know, for the most part, however you respond, it's probably not going to go anywhere. The other thing is to starve them of your attention. Um, but there's something they want out of you. If they're name-calling, they want you to at least bite back and be a part of that. There's something they want out of you. They want your anger. They want your reactivity for some reason. Or they might just want you to be a, a punching bag. Either way, that both of those things require your attention on some level. So removing your attention and not responding might be the best thing in these situations. I don't know. It's super dependent on situation to situation, but those are my immediate thoughts. The second email I got, uh, it's a little bit longer. I'm going to reply to it in chunks. She says, hello, how can I, as a black person, listen to someone who doesn't think my life matters? How can I listen to someone who doesn't see my humanity? We are living in a world that requires people to pick a side on that issue now, as it should. So my response to her is, why would you? Why why would you choose to respond? Why, why would you choose to listen to someone who doesn't think that your life matters? I wouldn't. Well, you know, I, I talked about listening when we don't agree, but that assumes that you... Want to listen in the first place? That you already have some level of interest or curiosity, and where somebody else is coming from, no matter what that looks like. Now, if you've already, if you think or assume or know, or have a reasonable suspicion that someone views you as less than a person, I wouldn't want to listen to that person either. Hundred percent done. Like I wouldn't be listening to that person. That and that—that's really it. So why would you? Why would you give your attention to that that person? You you wouldn't. So when I say you know, listening when we don't agree, I'm not saying that we all go find the person that we 100% disagree with or that we think views us as less than them and then listen to them. That's not, no, of course not. But if you're at a point where you're curious about, I'm not talking just to Leslie, I'm talking to everybody. If you're at a point where you're curious about, like, what else am I missing about this particular topic? Whatever it is, fill in the blank. Like, there's pieces that I I know or I feel confident in, but I'm really curious about this other piece. And to learn outside of what we know, we have to seek out new information. And sometimes that new information is going to rub up against, is going to cause friction with what we currently think that we know. And this can apply in many different ways. But if that information is coming from someone who thinks that you're less than human, <laughs> it's not going to go very far, right? And that person probably doesn't deserve your attention. There, there's, there, there's no need to put up with someone who's treating you as less than what you are. There is no need to put up with that. You could fight back. You could walk away from, well, actually, in general, I'm not talking just to Leslie here. There's options, like what do you do with someone who's treating you as less than? Do you fight back? Do you walk away? Do you starve them of attention? Do you seek out loved ones and just get back to your safety state and try again the next? I don't know. It's it's hugely context dependent. Yeah, so why would you? We can choose not to listen. Um, there's, there's no need to put up with someone treating you as less than what you are. They are wrong. If... It, <laughs> I feel very comfortable saying that as a blanket statement. If somebody's viewing you as less than human, they're they're wrong. All of us have humanity in us, don't we? All of us have a nervous system, right? Some of us may be beyond being able to be helped. I don't know. I hope not. But we all have that 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 similarity. We all have that nervous system. We all have flight, fight, shutdown, freeze, safety. We have all these polyvagal pieces, right? So as a factual matter, none of us are less than each other on that level. How we behave, yeah, we maybe uh, our behavior puts us below on some level, but I, I believe that within us there is that still a humanity that I, I believe can be tapped into. But, you no, know, if that person's not willing to or not able to tap into that and treat you as the full person you are, no, they don't deserve your attention, right? They're wrong. They're just wrong. And they could be wrong. They're allowed to be wrong. When it comes to how we interact with people and what we take in, each of us can have a line that we are aware of, a boundary. No one else needs to know what that boundary is or what that line looks like, how thick it is, how wide it is. No one needs to know that. That's just for you to know. And nobody else needs to agree to it either. It's our line, it's our boundary. So it's just for you and I would really encourage you to know ahead of time if you are interested in hearing a conflicting viewpoint to know what your line sounds like, looks like, what words you're okay with hearing, what words you're not okay with hearing and maybe even the tone of of how the person speaking. Are they coming across like judgeful or judgmental or is it? inviting. Like, these things get to know what your line looks like. She goes on to say, if someone doesn't see me as human, I cannot have a conversation with them. Right. Not only because it's exhausting, I would assume, yeah. She says, I've been doing it for a lifetime and have gotten nowhere with any of those people and nothing to show for a lifetime of making excuses for others' offensive behavior. Hmm. But also because it's my right to choose to spend time with people who challenge me because they see the good I can do, not challenge me because they believe they are inherently superior. 100%. I'm with you. That's, Leslie, we're on the same page, 100%. When I say that we don't listen to each other, I'm not exactly putting this in the frame of a conversation. It can be, but let's just say like if we want to learn something new. If we want to like take in and hear someone else's experience. It's not really a conversation. It's just taking in their experience and potentially learning something new. So it's not really a conversation that we're entering into. It's listening if you want to. It's listening if you want to. And every single one of us can choose where to point our ears. You know what I mean? The last episode I did was we don't have leaders. We choose where to point our attention to. And that's, that's what this is about. And this doesn't apply just to leaders on who we choose to give our attention to, but also teachers, friends, who in our life is earning our attention. And then the, that conversational part of it, that's like the next level. Like, you know, you might hear me and say, you know, Justin's done enough to earn my attention for another episode. But would you sit down and talk with me? And for some of you, it might be like, yeah, I'm not quite there. And for another person, it might be, yeah, I would. But I'll recognize that there might be a listener right now who's not sold on me and how I'm approaching the world and is like, no, you, you haven't done that for me. And I respect that so but it's your choice you cho you choose where to point your ears right leslie goes on to say i stopped listening to the podcast about listening which is <laughs> which is ironic she says uh, which is ironic and she says honestly now i can't listen to your podcast if you are pulling some all lives matter nonsense that's and signs leslie so th- this is where it's going to get a little bit more difficult and this is where we have to be able to hold differing viewpoints at the same time or be willing to or if not that's fine too you can stop right here and move on with life but this is where it gets a little more difficult because we can't view an entire group of people based on the worst of that group that's not fair right it's wrong that would be so we when we look at people who say all lives matter are we lumping them in with like actual racist people when we look at people who say Black Lives Matter, are we, lumping, are we look, lumping them in with the people who are looting and spray painting BLM all over the place, or doing worse things? No, that, that, that's not right. We can't we can't look at each other as these large groups represented by the worst aspect of those groups. When it comes to the All Lives Matter camp and the Black Lives Matter camp, I'm able to see what the two are saying. This has nothing to do with whether I agree or not. But I'm able to see, oh, this is what you're saying, and oh, that's what you're saying. And I can see that neither of these camps are listening to each other. You know what I mean? So the way I hear Black Lives Matter is Black Lives Matter 2. Like, not more than, but it's like, see us, um, recognize that we matter as well. Not more than, not less than, but like, we matter too. And it's, it's part of that, um, all lives can't matter until black lives matter. So, so, I get on that level, like, our lives matter too. But I also see when someone says all lives matter, they're saying, not that black lives don't matter, they're saying, you're a part of us. Or at least, and when it comes to both of these thought camps, that's my best interpretation of it, and maybe sheds a positive light on both. So if you agree with me on that, I think it's also okay to look at these groups and maybe even assume there's some decent people in these groups, no matter where you're at in your political spectrum or where you're at on these issues. I think it's okay to assume that there are some decent people in these groups who we just don't hear about. Okay. So if you're with me on that, here's the next piece. When I do family therapy, First off, one of my, I think one of my skills is being able to hear where two people, what they're saying, but to hear through what they're saying into what they actually mean. I feel like I'm really good at that. And I really apply this to family therapy. And family therapy has just been something I naturally, it just clicked for me in helping kids and their parents hear each other. Uh, And one of the things I do in family therapy is I'm. I'm I'm not very patient when it comes to debating about the facts of the matter. Now this is important in a larger societal sense, but when it comes to a one-on-one discussion, it it that loses its importance. And if you have a teen and their parent in family therapy, they will go back and forth the whole session about who said what. And you're not, you're not listening to me and name calling, it, it'll go all over the place. So when I'm doing family therapy, I get to the heart of the matter real quick, which is, do you care about each other or not? And I'm very, very clear about that. And I'll, I'll tell them, like, look, this, this is going to go on forever. I don't care about the facts of it. For right now, in this moment, do you care about each other or not? Do you love each other or not? And they always pause and say, yeah, of course you know, you know, awesome, like say it out loud. And and then I say, okay, don't tell me about the facts of the matter. Tell me how you feel. And when we talk about, and I'm very, very directive when it comes to family therapy, when we talk about feelings, they can hear each other in a different way. And now it's no longer about who said what or curfew times or whatever, all that we can get to later. But first, do we care about each other or not? And then can we hear each other or not? from that caring and yeah we can on a family level the one you know, parent and teenager level oh absolutely and it's really cool to see that so can we take that idea and apply it to these larger societal groups that are kind of at odds with each other and i don't know how to set up that experiment but really it would come down and i'm not saying do this i'm not saying do this But just at least in your mind, play this out. Like you probably know someone in your life who says black lives matter or someone who says all lives matter. You probably have someone you can think of already. And maybe they are that evil racist person and it's not going to go anywhere, right? But if you have that person in your life, just imagine, don't do it. But just imagine like what if you were to ask them Do you see me? Or do you care about me? Do you see me as a human being on the same level as you? I wonder how they would respond. If if someone from the Black Lives Matter camp were to ask someone from All Lives Matter that they know, do you see me? And, And to make it clear, like, Look, I'm not talking about policy. I'm not talking about white people this, white people that. I'm not, like. just let's take that off the table. Just between you and me, do you see me? Do you care about me or not? I really wonder what the other person would say. I, I would assume they'd be like, yeah, of course. And then if the All Lives Matter camp, if someone from the All Lives Matter camp were to ask someone in their life that has the Black Lives Matter viewpoint, if they were to ask them, do you realize when I say all lives matter that I mean you? Do you realize that I, I care about you and I, I see you as an equal with me? Because I think that's what they're saying. Do, like, Do you realize that I that is how I see you? I wonder how that other person would respond. They might say, no, I don't see that. That's a lot different than than arguing about policy and arguing about history, and, and it's all important. But if you don't have that human to human connection, it's just it doesn't that's not gonna go it doesn't go anywhere. It's not gonna go very far, right? It's just gonna end up in fighting and more divisiveness between those two individuals. How do we do this on a societal level? I have no idea. But my hope is hearing this, that you can play that out in your mind and be like, okay, I'm I'm not gonna assume the worst about this person who does not agree with me on this very important issue. I'm not gonna assume the worst. Maybe I'm not ready to assume the best. But at least in my mind I'll I'll ask them, like, do you see me? Or you realize I do see you, right? Or that I view you as part of us, as all. If if we can't have that level of like, yes, I see you. Yes, I care about you. If we can't have that level of connection, the other stuff won't follow. The, the factual discussion about history and about privilege, that does not go anywhere. And then the further discussion of, well, what do we do about this? That does not go anywhere. What we're left with is people yelling at each other, and that does not go anywhere. It doesn't help. So it's at least a thought experiment. Am I asking Leslie to go fix the world? Absolutely not. Leslie, you, I'm with you. Someone's not treating you with the dignity you deserve. That's it. I'm with you. And the same for everybody, like, we, no one needs to be putting up with that. Come on. But if you're at a point where you're like, I want to learn more about fill in the blank, that's when you find the person who's going to teach you about fill in the blank in a way that you deserve. That's all I'm saying. That's it. But look now, it, it occurs to me that we have an opportunity here to do something different. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run with this. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you if you're on one side or the other. Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. If we just split it up into, you know, very one-dimensional terms. I want to hear, and I know it's more complex, but I want to hear from you. And specifically, what I want to hear from you about is what message do you have from your love and compassion for the other side. Do you view that other person as less than human? Do you care about them? If we set aside the political, if we set aside the argument and just look at or think about the human being on the other side, do you have love and compassion for them? Do you have interest? Just on that one-to-one human level, do you have that? So I want to know from you, what messages of love and compassion do you have for those that disagree with you on these very splitting topics? What messages do you have for them? If you send me a message about politics or trying to convince this is what they need to know, no, 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 no. If it no, no, none of that. Like that's I'm gonna be using my discretion here if 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 I get any messages. But you can email me, JustinLMFT at gmail.com. We have an opportunity to do this kind of podcast social experiment thing. To put some love out there and we really, really, really need it. We really need connection. And I'm hoping that you can be a part of that. I do appreciate listening. I hope I've earned your attention for another episode. This is heavy stuff. This is heavy stuff. It's um, We all have somewhere we fall on the side of this or that. And I know we all want clarity. And we want to know where people are at. And maybe really just want to know if we care or not. And hell yeah, I do. But uh, hey, thank you very much for listening to this. I appreciate you and thank you for listening. I hope I've earned your attention for another episode.